Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the whole internet, on the World Wide Web, which is quicker to say than www. Even though you can go to www.hashtagbasketball.com to get all your free fantasy basketball tools and analysis. Um, it's great. It's fantastic. And we're going to be talking about um, the upcoming week and what I do for every week. I go out to the advanced NBA schedule grid on hashtagbasketball.com, my very favorite tool in planning my week. So go check that out while we're listening to this because we're going to refer to it quite often. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, how are you this fine day? I'm doing okay. It was a nice long weekend. Uh, watched some basketball, watched some, you know, watched the Bears lose again. Um, I don't know why I watched the Bears. I'm like not really even like an NFL fan, but uh, I feel like obliged to watch them living in the city of Chicago. It's just the rite of passage. You just have to do it. Yeah, you have to suffer every Bears loss every week, <laughs> forever. I guess that's fair. Yeah, it's just uh, it's our pins for it being. Actually, it's still pretty warm in Chicago, which is is rare. It just dropped into the 30s this weekend, right? It was like 70 degrees last week. We got hail here today. Oof. Yeah, uh, that's it's it's winter is coming. Winter is here. I saw some snow the other night. Briefly. I was like, oof. Yeah, it's, it's always depressing. It's incredibly depressing. But as winter approaches, so does like the heart of uh, the NBA fantasy basketball season. It is week five. Week five already, Tyler. Yeah, that doesn't seem right, does it? No, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't add up that it's already week Five, um, a lot of, I think a lot of standard leagues kind of have their their league in somewhere in mid to late March, which means really we're looking at 10 to 12 weeks until the playoffs start. Yeah, it's going to be here before you know it. Absolutely. It's going to well, be... you should say 10 to 12 matchups, right? Because there's the like, week off between the All-Star break and all of that. That's true. That is yeah. true. 10 to 12 matchup weeks. Um, we're, we're on our way. And I, I think as we, you know, we said in our previous podcast, which I thought was a great one, talked a lot about like what kind of strategies you need to be looking at with your team, when we, uh, what you should be looking at with trades, um, how you should be evaluating your league, your team, um, we're finally into that phase where uh, trends are starting to emerge that aren't just small small sample sizes. And um, week five, I think, is uh, week five, six, and seven are are, are really key weeks for a, a fancy basketball season. This is the time to make some moves and to um, kind of um, maneuver your team around uh, in in a way that makes you more competitive. Oh, for sure, right? I mean, I think you should have some handle on what your team's going to be. And, you know, even with guys like Kawhi out, right, like you can kind of figure out, okay, where am I right now? 
where am I going? Where can I get to? You know what I mean? And so I think now's the time where you figure out what you need and then you try to make the moves accordingly. And it's a little, maybe a little harder um, right now this season simply because there are a lot of players out. You know, James Harden's out for a month. Uh, Kyrie Irving's still suspended. Fred Van Fleet's uh, questionable. Drew Holiday and mo- half the Bucks team is out. LeBron, uh, usually not out, is out. Um, Pascal Siakam still has a, a long, longer injury. Cade Cunningham still out. Um, we still don't know what's going on with uh, 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 Jonathan Isaac. If he does, 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 wait, is this like one of those things where like you slip into another dimension and like people go, well, "Who's Jonathan Isaac? What are you talking about? Never heard of him." Is Jonathan Isaac ever going to play another game? That's the real question. I think. I um, <laughs> I hope so. For his sake, right? I hope I hope so for his sake. Not for my sake, because I have him on a bunch of IRs. But uh, for his sake. But if you have Jonathan Isaac, when are you giving up on this guy? Oh, I mean, if you if you need the spot, I'd say give up on him now. You know when he's last game? Name the date of his last game that he actually played in. Oh. Okay, so he's like, I, I just read a tweet not that long ago that was like, he hasn't played professional basketball since he was 21 years old. He's like 25 now. Um, well, that's not quite true. He played when he was 22 and 304 days old, according to Basketball Reference. There you go. I was off by ear. So I'm going to say he hasn't played since uh, 2018. August of 2020. He played two games. Right. Well, that's a little aggressive. Then. He played two games in the bubble, and then he had missed. He hadn't played since January of 2020 before that. So he wow. missed all of January and all of February, pretty much. In 2020, and then obviously in early March there was a shutdown. He came back for two games in the bubble, played in those two games, and then has not played a game since. So he has not played at all for two straight years. Um, he played 34 games in the 2019-2020 season. He played 27 games in the 2017-2018 season. So he's basically in his entire career. Man was drafted in 2017. He has played 136 total games, and he played one 75 game season. Every other year. The maximum he's played is 34 games. That's a that's an absolutely wild dollars per minute. Um, which uh, shout out, I mean, get that bag. Shout out to Jonathan Isaac for uh, making a lot of money for playing very little basketball. Uh, and it is unfortunate because the Orlando Magic have four games this week. Um, and here coming into week five, last week obviously uh, a very strange week uh, due to uh, America's uh, attempt at uh, you know you know winking and nodding and saying yeah we still we still vote we still do democracy we still we do we still do all that stuff um which kind of made it really really hard to stream this week on the other hand though a lot more friendly of a streaming uh, lineup for the for the schedule you got the big days uh, 10 games on wednesday 11 games on friday uh, but monday and sunday are your next two bigs saturday and tuesday five games thursday three games very very reasonable to do a uh a streaming perhaps even a saturday into next monday um or saturday into next tuesday type of stream because that's that's a low day as well um as i said the orlando magic um had four games the spurs play five games this week tyler that's pretty crazy uh because we got four teams playing two games the bulls the lakers the wolves and the 76ers so i'm gonna i'm gonna start with those teams if you I'll have give the a... 76ers craziest schedule of the season. 
They don't what a bullshit. Play, they don't play Monday through Thursday. Then they have a Friday, Saturday back to back at home. And they have Sunday and Monday off, and then they play Tuesday at home again. That is the doesn't strange, make any sense. It's the strangest. Uh, what is this? Ten days, nine days? I've maybe ever seen in my life. Like, do you remember when the Bulls had the uh, the circus road trip? Yeah, they don't do that anymore. It's, well, there is no such thing. Uh, the, the circus doesn't come to town anymore. Unfortunately, uh-huh. that's a real. Yeah, that's a kind of a sad phrase to say. Does the circus still exist? Because I've always wanted to go to the circus. Oh, that is literally why they called it the circus road trip was because the circus like the ringling Brothers circus would take over the united center and the bulls had to go away so the circus could be here for like two and a half weeks right um that's really why it was called the circus road trip not because it was such a circus being on that west coast road trip for so long well and that's basically why the spurs have five games right they're going to the west coast and they play golden state portland sacramento the clippers and the lakers and I get, I like, I get a, an LA, LA back to back though. That's that's two back to backs, seven days. That's like five games and seven is that's kind of a little shitty. I think the schedule is worse this year for a lot of teams, except for you know the Sixers who are just like chilling out, uh, you know, taking a a nap for four days. Same with the fucking Lakers. Um, the Bulls finally have some days off, which is 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 pleasant to see. If you have say, and let's say LeBron's ready for Detroit, he might not be. You have AD, you have Joel Embiid, uh, Cat Daddy, you got um, DeMar or Zach Levine. But with only two games this week, are you playing? Where's where's the line where you're not starting those guys in a weekly league? Well, I mean, obviously options matter, right? So assuming this is a standard league, you probably have some decent four-game options, right, to play um, on your bench. I would say... LeBron probably is out for a different reason, but I would say anybody in the top, like, 35. Like, first three-round picks, i probably play. Anybody after that, I'd probably sit. Yeah, like, the, you know, AD and the Lakers, that's a little, you know, obviously questionable uh, AD. You want to hear a crazy stat that I just saw on Twitter? Go ahead. So, Kevin Durant and LeBron James, the last time they played against each other on the court. You want to guess? Playoffs. So, what year? Uh, Warriors, so like what, three years ago? Christmas 2018 was the last time they played against each other. Really? Seems like a was long hurt. ass time. That's really suspicious. Like, that feels very um, purposeful. Actually. It just, I mean, it feels kind of purposeful. Like, what, what's LeBron is genuinely hurt this time. LeBron genuinely likes to take off some weeks uh, around the holidays. Uh, seems to be a common, common theme. Um, but on the flip side of that, right, you got uh, Spurs playing five games this week. Uh, though I would imagine most of the good Spurs, most of your good Spurs are rostered. Oh, so we got to get over to Yahoo and see this. Let's see where where is the where's the percentage owned for Spurs. <laughs> But yeah, this is a. Uh, I think we got Trey. Uh, we got you know, uh, what's his name? There it is, Keldon Johnson. Ninety-five percent. This is the, what I'm looking at. So you have a more updated list. Got, I know. Uh, That's, that looks right, as far as I'm concerned. Go ahead, read okay. it. Uh, I got uh, Devin Vassell, ninety-three total, ninety-three. Trey Jones, eighty-one. And I don't really. I, I, the next uh, best guy is uh, Charles Bassey. 
Right, and this is what I, I keep saying about Yahoo's, Yahoo's numbers, if that's what you're looking at, is, like, they seem to be, like, too good, where you're just like, do I want any of these guys? Like, everyone, like, owned in less than, like, 50% of leagues seems not worth owning. I, I kind of wonder if they've scraped the outliers much better, right? Because we've been noticing the transaction trends are not pulling up a lot of really good players. Most really, like, decent, good players. I don't think it's a lack of uh, good guys uh, on the waiver wire, you know, emerging or, like, trends or anything like that. I just think when you go look at these rostered percentages, they've figured out a way to scrape the, the, the outliers out of that number. So when you go look at Kevin Herter and he's he's rostered by 75%, like, you're like, oh, that's kind of a lot. I would expect less people to be rostering Kevin Herter. Like, he's good. He should be rostered by more than 75%. But, like, 75% is a lot higher than I, I think most people. Um, it's a lot higher than ever most, used to be. Most leagues. Maybe they stopped, like, calculating, um, like, really shallow leagues. Could be. I guess I it would know. be the other way. Maybe they stopped uh, calculating really deep leagues. I don't know. I also have no so idea. It'd be the other, the other way. Yeah, it'd be like the other way around, right? So it's like uh, you would probably have to get rid of both because in a really shallow league, Kevin Herter would never be rostered. And in a really deep league, there'd be a bunch of like, you know, random, really bad players rostered uh, that you don't care about, right? So it's kind of like, I don't know. Maybe it's just people are more informed thanks to podcasts is like watching the boxes um i don't know if i'm streaming anybody off of the spurs who isn't uh who isn't owned because the re- you know the rest of these guys right josh richardson maybe mcdermott maybe well the good thing about the spurs too is they miss the two heavy days so like if you have limited pickups in your league like I, I might take a shot on one of those guys because they miss wednesday and friday too so you basically get all five games that's that's From really one pickup. Nice. You know what I mean? That's very rare. Yeah, so that's like Josh Richardson, even if you're saying like, okay, he's gonna get you ten points and you know, okay, cup like what, four three, four rebounds a game and steal. Like that's a lot over five games, right? That's fifty points, that's you know, twenty rebounds, that's five steals, that's a lot. And Absolutely. there's some there's some favorable matchups in there, right? Like, okay, Golden State's not not playing great, especially their second unit. If you got anybody that's going to be on the court against Golden State's second unit, that's seeming pretty juicy right now. Because I'm sure you've seen those numbers too, right? Their starters are like plus a lot, and their bench is minus a whole crap load. A lot more. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and so there's that matchup. Portland, right? Which, I mean, the Blazers are playing a lot better, but like, are the Blazers a scary Blazers- defensive matchup? Blazers know how to win because they score a lot. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's gonna be a shootout. And then they got the Kings, who are the Kings. They got the Clippers, who are not super healthy, and they got the Lakers, who are or not that good. And turn the ball over a bunch, and are just yeah, not good. So like, there's the potential to have a lot of juiciness um, for any Spur that's playing uh, a remote amount of minutes. So like, especially you know, like I said, if it's like four pickups or less. I think I would take one right away on a spur and just ride the five games out. Get get your money's worth there. That's five games. From, uh, I think I'd probably go... Like, Doug McDermott feels like the guy who is uh, occasionally just goes off. You know yeah. he's going to be at least consistent. He's going to get the playing time, right? 
Well, and I mean, like, that's it. Like, look at the last game, right? McDermott got 24 minutes. Richardson got 23 minutes. Bassey got 18 minutes and had 14 boards and four blocks. Like, that's why he's Crazy. so owned. And so, like, if that's what you need, right? If you need blocks and rebounds to win your matchup, you know, maybe yeah. take a shot. Maybe take a shot on Bassey. Just hope he gets, you know, decent playing time. Like, somebody, Poto's only going to play 30 minutes. So someone's going to play the 18. It's got to be him, do probably. Some, go do some reconnaissance on uh, the, your matchup for this week. I think the next team I'd be focused on is the Clippers. They got that Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday uh, lineup for their four games. You got the Mad, um, excuse me, in the, yeah. The Magic. Um, Magic's Wednesday, Friday. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Everybody else has got one game. The Clippers got Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. They, they're also on almost every single low um guess count game this week as well but the clippers also another team kind of hard to uh in my opinion hard to stream well yeah because they don't play the same damn lineup every game and like you know on back-to-backs right like you could say oh you know john wall well john wall's gonna miss either monday or tuesday john wall's not playing back-to-backs so so do you go with norman powell does norman powell play one in one of those games either like you know like does he just kind of get a minutes drop all of a sudden no, I mean, I think Norman Powell might be one of the safer guys, honestly. But, like, I mean, they have so many guys, too. It's it's Marcus Morris, right? And that's maybe the guy I would go for, especially if he's not owned in your league, because he's not going to get you a lot, but, like, there's going to be points and rebounds. And there's going to be probably 14, 15 a game. And he seems to be the one who gets the consistent minutes, right? Um, Reggie Jackson's probably not owned in your league, but if he is... He's going to be the starting point guard. And then in one of those games, he's going to have to take even more minutes because John Wall's going to sit, right? Um, and then if you're looking for dart throws, like you got guys like Luke Kennard who can hit some threes. You got you know, Norman Powell who should – I think Norman Powell should be owned. Norman Powell's good, man. Is there six man? Um, yeah, and then Norman Trey Powell Mann, is good. Trey Mann's an interesting kind of dart throw. He kind of replaced Robert Covington in the rotation. He can do some yes. stuff and like have some weird games where he kind of goes off. So, you know, you just – um, in one of the four, that hits. And there's some and favorable matchups worth too. It. You know what I mean? Like Rockets, yeah, Detroit, San Antonio, or the Spurs, even Dallas. Like Dallas is top ten defense, but they're not. I mean, they just gave up 112 points to the Clippers, or the yeah, the Clippers gave up 112 points to the Blazers, and that's a lot. I like man. I've been streaming him off and on. Um, I think Mark, if Marcus Morris, like you said, Marcus Morris and. Um, Norman Powell there, right? Like they're more consistent. I would wager they are rostered in. Well, actually, it looks like Norman Powell's only rostered in thirty six percent of Yahoo leagues, so he might be out there on the waiver wire. Marcus Moore is sixty three. I haven't seen him available too much in uh, in most of my leagues, but not yet. Let's let's sit here with the Clippers for a second. Um, is it time to pour one out? We already poured one out like last year, and we got back on the bandwagon. Is it time to pour one out for beautiful Bob Covington? Well, I mean, this is a super deep team, and he's outside the rotation right now. He's only 31, though. Seems crazy, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, should you own him in any of your leagues right now? I would say no. Because, I mean, if you look at... He sat for four games, he played six minutes, he played seven minutes, and he sat the last two games. So, and both of them were pseudo-blowouts. So, he's not even in the rotation when garbage time hits. Um, so, yeah, I mean, can... If Covington finds a role somewhere, I think he's good. Right? Like I think he I mean, we even saw it in the limited minutes he was getting. In 14 minutes a game, 
he was getting you 0.7 blocks and half a steal. Like, Crazy. you know what I mean? So, like, if he can get, you know, 25, 30 minutes, like, those are good defensive stats, and they're, they're going to be good defensive stats, but he's just not getting them right now, and I don't see any reason why they switch up the rotation at this point. Now, if they trade Covington, like, he could... He's one of those guys who, like, at the traded line, like, he gets bought out or something, and he ends up on a different team, gets traded, and he ends up on a different team. He's probably not going to get bought out because he's got this year and next year left on his contract. But, like, if he gets traded to another team, he could become fantasy relevant in a real hurry, especially if he's getting, like I said, like, twenty, even 25 minutes, he's probably fantasy relevant. 100%. It's got to be. It's all about the minutes, right? He's just got that kind of production, that 1-1-1, over 1-1-1 uh, with the threes, the steals, the blocks, and that's always enough to roster it's just that right yeah right now he's just not part of the rotation whatsoever well um, this is the deepest team in the nba if you ask me i mean like think about it Kawhi's yeah. not even playing and like look at the rotation dude like terrence man deserves to be in the rotation robert Covington would be in pretty much every other team's rotation you know what i mean and so, someone yeah, else and, is, and we, batum's probably dropping out when Kawhi comes back or him or he's good that's what i mean like both those guys are gonna be sitting now, it'll be interesting because in the playoffs, like Zubach might come out, might be out of the rotation in some matchups, dude. They might literally just go all small the entire time. And that's actually one of the, um, I guess, issues. I have Zubach on a few teams. Um, and I've just been sit- letting him sit there um, in my uh, starting roster, taking the good games with the bad games because you're still getting 11 rebounds, right? You're still getting the occasional like five block game, right? So you're averaging out blocks a game 11 rebounds a game doesn't do much else right it's it's pretty uh you know bare, bare bones after that but those have been really valuable count like you know elite stats in those two categories that have helped me win a few weeks yeah for sure i don't know he's if i good. uh he's just a good I player I man i like him a lot as an nba player as a fantasy player though the inconsistency may, starts to worry me in the long term i think yeah, I mean, I can I can understand that for sure. Yeah, right now I'm just chilling with my good friend Zubac. Um, let's see, the other teams uh, that we can focus on here are the Knicks play the Tuesday, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, and um, I guess the, the Mavs, who also have that same schedule. Um, the Knicks have been really weird this year, don't you think? Uh, yeah. I mean... They're just like a strange team in in general because like they're kind of good, but then they're also kind of bad. Like they're just they're one of the very few teams where like I, I don't think there's a lot of divisive opinions on them. Like they're just kind of in that middle. I think they've been yeah, they mixing the match in the rotation and like trying to do different things. And um, th- there have been I mean they got some fancy relevant guys for sure. Certainly. So like Jalen Brunson, uh, their 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 new point guard, right? Um, has actually I think played a little bit better in that role than I thought he would. Now you follow Dallas. You knew how you were kind of saying, you know, he's pretty good when he gets the, those minutes, he's going to be very good. He's had a pretty solid uh, season so far, 20, uh, 19 and a half points, only about 1.23 and a half rebounds, but almost seven assists and over a steal. That's a nice, uh, that's a nice line. It sneaks him into the, the top 50. If you're including turnovers, Julius Randle, uh, on the other hand, has been uh, a big poo-poo man. <laughs> the thing about Brunson I always liked is he's got an old man's game. Like he needs like one quarter of an inch of space, and he just gets the shot off and makes it. Um, which very is, quick, right? Which is always like 
something that you want in a in a dynasty league because like that's a game that ages really well, right? Because I don't need any space to shoot it. I just need the smallest amount and I'm firing. And so, you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like he's got the old man's game as a young man. And um yeah, and he's running the offense, right? Like uh to you know, they they want him to run the offense in New York, which is reduced um Julius Randall's assists for this year down from five last year, six the year before that, down to three and a half, um, which has kind of uh shown you know what we've always said about Julius Randall is that blocks aren't over one, the blocks aren't even over half. There's a lot of guards out there who have over half a block a game. The, the last season his blocks were at 0.5 has been a over two category guy he, he has been did. over a steal in ages um he's... his field goal percentage is up his field, free throw percentage is uh below 76 percent, which is not right at volume uh and he's also like not a three-point shooter he's he's a points a rebounds guy who now his third category of assists has been neutered yeah he's just average ish Right, maybe a little bit above for a, a big man, but I mean he's still the eighty-first ranked player. Like, yeah, you know, some people are like, "Oh, you know, do I drop Randall?" No, no, Randall's no. You know what I mean? But like, is he, you know, a top fifty guy? No, is he, th- that's not coming back unless Brunson gets hurt. He can get like six assists because he's not getting the even defensive then, stats. Even then, does that does that give him if he gets up to six assists? Does it give him enough to be in the top fifty? I don't think so because the free throws are a huge detriment. He doesn't threes. He, he like he, like not enough threes to be elite in in today's NBA fantasy, right? And then the blocks and steals are non-existent. It depends yeah. on how people are feeling about him, right? Like I'm not. It's a, it's it's definitely like a buy low situation, but it's not like he's going anywhere from here. No, but I've seen some people being like, oh, you know, he's not even a top 100 player. Like, he's a top 100 player. Yeah, I guess if you can get, like, a bench scrub, Julius Randle, then go ahead and do it, because he's going to get you a 20 and 10. That's nice. Right, like, could you trade, I don't know, who's a hot guy doing some stuff? Uh, Javon Carter. Hot guys out there. Javon Carter? Yeah, okay. Like, someone like, uh, I don't know. I don't have another good name, but like someone like uh, that. What about right? Jeremy? What about Jeremy Grant? Oh, I'd much rather have Jeremy Grant. What I had the blocks, the steals. Jeremy Grant got popping against the Mavs. I appreciate it. Thirty-seven points. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I uh, took notice because I was like, you know what, Jeremy Grant's been playing a little bit better with these injuries in uh, Portland. I'm going to sneak him into some of my. Uh, make sure he gets priority in my lineups. That uh, that paid off. Yeah, he had a real he had a real good game against Dallas. Kevin Herter or Julius Randle? I I think Randle's just going to be more consistent. Don't we always see Herter like do some some strange stuff where like you know Herter's ranked higher right now, but he always has like a stretch where he just like is averaging ten points a game and doing nothing else for like fifteen games every year. I feel like very he feels very up and down, but it do, it also does feel that in Sacramento they don't have anywhere else to go. So he's getting that 32 minutes a game on a consistent basis. Um, they're all, you know, going to him a little bit more in the offense where he's getting uh, the ability to shoot enough threes to hit almost four threes game. There, that's at least, um, oh, excuse me. Yeah, almost four threes a game. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he also at least gets a steal. So other than that, though, like, 
know, if you want the elite kind of closer to elite rebounds, um, Julius Randle's your guy because you're gonna get the points, you're gonna get the rebounds. If you, I guess if you need the threes, like that's all Kevin Herter's getting you. But like you said, Julius Randle gonna play a lot of minutes under that uh, Knicks system. Kevin Herter, I think Kevin Herter is pretty gonna be more consistent this season than than in the past. Betting on Sacramento for consistency. That's, that's a dangerous <laughs> Well, they're consistently game, garbage. That's a dangerous game. He's also shooting 48%, and he's never shot above 45 for his career. He's also shooting 50% from three. Um, now he's a 38% shooter for his career, which is very good in three-point range. But no one's shooting 50 this year, so that those, are, those threes are coming down for sure. Um, he's taking seven and a half a game, which is a lot, but they're coming down. And then, so the question is, you know what I mean? Like, can he be over the steal? I mean, he's 0.9 for his career in 30 minutes, but he was only 0.7 last year in, in 29 and a half minutes. So, you know, the percentages dip a little bit, scoring dips a little bit. He's back down under, you know, three assists. He's back down under a steal, and you're quickly looking at a guy who's has the top 100 again. And... We've seen a very hot 11 games from him. Do we see a very cold 11 next games? Maybe, maybe not, right? Um, so I think it's Hopefully more of a ride, it's more of a ride the hot hand situation for me. But like if things start going south for a couple games, I would definitely look to trade him for anybody. Someone like Julius Randle even. Like, you know what I mean? I would like, think he's a sell high even now. I, I would, why not, right? Like you didn't pay much for him. That's for sure. He's playing very well. If you can get someone like 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 Julius Randle's the the probably the line where I go, oh uh, okay, like yeah. If I can get like an 80th guy, I'd like to get something better. CJ McCollum is not playing good, shooting 39 percent in the field. Absolutely love to get CJ McCollum. Uh, Trey Jones, I might even, I'm I think I'd rather even have Trey Jones. Any of this? I don't know about that. Field goal is going to be bad, but. Um, I don't know about Franz Wagner. Where my line? Where my line? Like, Rough Franz. Give me Franz. Balom, right? Okay. Mike Conley. He's right, Balom. Mike. Jonas Valanciunas, right, Balom. Like, Barnes is of... way down here. What's going on with Scotty Barnes? I haven't been keeping up with him. I mean, just not shooting well, and and that's a big part of his game because he's a uh, he's one of those guys who needs to do a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, Scotty Barnes struggling, probably. Uh... Would wager a a, a a buy a buy low situation. You know what would be fascinating right now is to just like do a redraft from the first, after the first ten games. I think that's that would be fascinating because we got guys like Josh Giddy's ranked 120th, right? How high would Josh Giddy go after you know not super playing that great in the first you know ten or so games for his team? You know we got guys like Marcus Smart 113th, right? Just underperforming. Um. And then, like, even some guys that went way higher than they should have in drafts, like Jalen Green. He's ranked 100th. Do people finally catch on that Jalen Green was not going to be the 70th-ranked player like they drafted him? Maybe we should do. Maybe we should do a, a one of them redrafts for the uh, Fantasy Basketball Roundtable that we have on Twitch. Uh, next Wednesday, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, 10 10 or 10 30 yeah, 10 oh, I, th- 10 I thought you were Central. moving it to thursday what happened you back to wednesday again maybe i'll move it to thursday no i i got a i got a show this thursday so i can't do it <laughs> i cannot do it on thursday. oh so you don't even know what day it is i i feel like mike has no idea what day his round table even is i've been enjoying uh, your round tables actually i participated in one i've i've just 
and a, a bystander in the other two. Um, they've been very good. The, I think they've been a lot of fun. It's here. It's it's good to hear other people's um, kind of views on what's going on around the league. A lot, of, you know, people definitely take uh, uh, different approaches to how they uh, consume fantasy uh, basketball and consume basketball for fantasy basketball analysis. And I, I think getting like a, a wide range of uh, of views is a little. Um, I think it's helpful, right? Like, cause I, I think there's players that I certainly focus on uh, and certain players that I do not paying it. I don't pay it, uh, as much attention to as maybe I should. Uh, like for instance, I didn't know Scotty Barnes was playing so badly. I don't have him on any of my teams. Um, I've been more paying attention to Pascal Siakam and, uh, maybe Evan Mobley's kind of, uh, ability not to fit into the Cleveland, um, offense. And I, I kind of forgot Scotty Barnes is also one of those up and comers, who's not truly fitting in into the uh, Toronto offense as well, or at least not making their mark yet. But it's, I think it's like a buy low. Yeah. Any any other tidbits for uh, week five here? A lot of... Oh, well, uh, I mean, week five, maybe not, but uh, I think there's a team that's worth talking about for a second. Um, Melo Ball made his debut. True. Uh, Hornets play four games. So um, now the Hornets are bad. So I think the first thing I want to ask you is, uh, are you trying to sell very high on the mellow ball now that he's back in fears that the Hornets try to pull one of the ultimate tank jobs here? Because they're already um, near the bottom, right? They are tied for the worst record in the league. Well, tied for the worst record in the East. Two teams in the West only have two wins. They have three wins. With the Detroit Pistons have three wins. Um, are you? Is there any worried about like okay, let's come on. Why don't you just sit out for the rest of the season? You know, at some point in February after the All Star break, um, for you. And if not, where do you see Ball finishing? Um, maybe per game and totals this year. I think you. I think you mentioned a very. I think a very good um, tidbit right there is that come All Star break, that's always when teams start reevaluating about. Next year, they start looking at um, they get you know, they all go to the all star break. They all hang out. They all talk to each other. And they start looking at next season. What do we how are we prepare for next season? I think since they are already a bad team and they're already in basically last place. Um, you got a, quite a bit of a runway here where they're going to let LaMelo ball do silly LaMelo ball stuff like try to get triple doubles and try to get, you know, uh, play passing lanes instead of playing actual defense like he usually does. And that guess Lamella balls. Guess Lamella balls uh, plus minus in his first game. Twenty eight minutes. I'm gonna guess minus at least minus ten. Minus eighteen. Ooh. Kelly Oubre had the worst though. He was minus twenty two. Hey, come on, Kelly, <laughs> get your shit together. Um, yeah, I think Lamella's got a lot of runway, so I'm not. I'm not trying to move LaMelo Ball anytime soon because I do think he's going to uh, get wet with it. Like, I, I just think he's going to uh, be as good as you think he's he, he can be. I would say closer to the trade deadline, though, um, I would be looking to shop him. Is that sure. too late, though? Like, are other people going to be hit? I don't know. I don't know if it's too late. Maybe, um, maybe you got to find the happy middle, right? You want to enough of value out of him. I guess if you could move him for something incredible, like a top 15 
top 15, 20 player right now, he probably is going to play at a top 20 level. Okay, I got I got three train. names I want to ask you. Ready? All right, let's hear them. Um, I'm pretty sure all these guys were picked well behind LaMelo Ball. So, uh, yeah. Donovan Mitchell, who's ranked fifth. Oof. What do we think about Donovan Mitchell's hot, hot, hot start? I have Donovan Mitchell in like five leagues of my of my eight. So, it's very nice. <laughs> I'm sure you're feeling good about that. Uh, um, I probably I think I want Donovan Mitchell the rest of year. Yeah, me too. And I think it's a deal you could probably make in some leagues because some people are gonna be like, "Oh, I'm selling high on Donovan Mitchell." He I picked him in like the third round. Is is Rudy Gobert like just a huge detriment? Is he just so one dimensional that he makes everyone worse around him? I, I don't know. That Minnesota team's got some va- some bad vibes to it. Like, have you watched any of their games? Yeah, always got bad vibes up in that team. Yeah, but I don't know. Like last year, and maybe maybe it was Pat Bev. I don't know what, but like something they they actually had some good vibes last year. Like especially towards Ooh, the I'm end. I'm gonna wager that's Pat Bev going going into playoffs. Like they seem to be getting along and and playing well. And they beat obviously knocked out the Clippers and. And like I don't know, this year things do not look good there. Like you turn on turn on a Minnesota game and you let me know what you think. Whether it's Gobert, I don't know. Whether it's Towns having to play the four, whether it's Ant Man thinking he's the star, I I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. You know, D'Angelo Russell's been kind of a lightning rod in some other places too. So maybe that's playing part of it. I don't. I'm not going to venture a guess. I don't follow it that closely to know. I just know that I've seen some Timberwolves basketball where I'm like that game is not not looking good they're they're not looking like they're getting along there looks like there's some some real issues now uh they may they may beat the Cavs tonight it's 124 122 with not a lot of time left in the game and they're winning so um so maybe things are turning around we'll see i uh it doesn't feel it you know how it's like uh the smell test right like it doesn't feel right shit doesn't go away that stink don't go away right jimmy butler said it when he was there um like that stink don't go away when when times get tough right um doesn't seem like that minnesota team has the wherewithal uh to to push through those times and i know we all know for a fact right utah was following like falling apart completely around uh, their guys and you know Rudy Gobert is part of that right so you put Rudy Gobert into this situation who drastically changes the way your team needs to play drastically changes the uh strengths and weaknesses of uh Carl Anthony Towns well uh, and his game and how he plays on the court right like that adds a whole nother like well what the fuck factor well and is Towns the hardest uh all-star caliber player to build around in the NBA I think he is because he's yeah, because he don't play defense. That's what I mean. He's so phenomenal on one end, but then he's also he to me he's one of the worst defenders in the league. Right? Bad. He's really bad. You know and, who else is bad? Zion. Oh yeah, for sure. We've talked about that in the past. It's like trash. Um, defensively. But, but like for Towns, it's like he's big, but he can't be the center because he can't like protect the rim. But then he can't guard anyone on the perimeter. So like, what the what the hell? How the hell do you build it? Where do you put him? Yeah, how the hell do you build a defense around him? It can even be competent, and then on the offense, you have to have him on the floor because he's the best offensive player on your team. Yeah, and then like on offense, it's just like he can do so many like things like a guard, and then things like a forward, and then things like a, a big man. So yeah, he he's just a a really perplexing player, I think, to try to build a a very good contending team around. Um, yeah, I think you've taken with with the Gobert equation, right? Gobert has to play 
a very specific spot on offense and he has to play uh, in a very specific spot on defense, you can still exploit uh, Rudy Gobert on, on a high pick and roll, right? Like he's not like a great perimeter. He's certainly better than Carthony Towns, but like his strength is at the defense at the rim, right? So um, kind of neuter Cat's offensive ability. to pl- You kind of get rid of space where Cat thrives because Rudy Gobert has to has to be in that space. And on the flip side of that, you you were expecting Rudy Gobert to completely um, like hold the backup rotation defense. Yeah. For Anthony Towns' inability to stay in front of somebody out on the perimeter where he also has to play because he can't play where Rudy is playing. Yeah, and you and I talked about this um, at the beginning of the season, and now maybe maybe we'll still be proved wrong, or at least I will. I, I was telling you that like I. I was not a fan of that team to begin with. They said, you know, I don't, I don't see the fit here. And a lot of people were very high in saying they were going to be one of the best teams in the West during the regular season, and you know, the playoffs would would speak for how good they could be. But I was just thinking to myself, like, no, I don't think their defense is going to be good at all. And like, so far, I, I I've not been impressed with what I've seen, and and things are looking like they're going in the wrong direction, right? They're five and eight. Um, maybe they find it, but they're three and seven in their last ten. So it doesn't look like they're finding it right now. They've lost three in a row. Um, now they are about to beat Cleveland tonight on Sunday. But um, Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen also set out of that game. So interesting. Yeah. Well, there's that. There you go. Exactly. And um, I think that goes to that. That, that is saying something. Right. And Minnesota is uh, an interesting team to watch. I think too because they played a lot of home games so far. They've only played four row games. They're one and three of those four row games. Um, and so. You know, do things get better? Or do they get worse? Those are their team to watch. All right, back to this though. Let's see. Back to Lamelo. Um, Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton, uh, ten out of ten times. Yeah, no. I think Tyrese Halliburton's gonna be a top ten player at the end of the year. Uh, he's tenth right now. Um, there you go. And that includes guys like Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Which, if you're looking at totals, like Tyrese is even higher. Um, the- I think we talked about having Tyrese and Fred Van Fleet and uh, kind of there on that turn. And uh, that's where he seems to be uh, headed towards. Uh, DeJounte Murray, he's ranked 14th. Way better than I thought he was going to be. He's been fantastic. Yeah, we were we were definitely a little bit down on DeJounte Murray. It looks like him and Trey can play together, though. Um, where Where is my good friend Trey Young? He's been shooting very poorly. Um, he's down at 33, shooting 38% from the field. Trey Young, what's going on here, my guy? But twelve games is still not a big sample, Mike. I mean, it's just been it's been a bad some badness. And I, I mean, that started. Go ahead and uh, go go ahead and buy low on that guy because he still scored twenty seven, even though he's shooting so poorly and still getting close to ten uh, assists a game. Thank you, uh, thank you very much uh, for that. A lot of people thought he was going to be kind of mediocre uh, because of the addition of Dejounte Murray, but now they play very pretty well with each other. Yeah. That's what I mean. So, would you rather have Murray or would you rather have Lamelo? Oh man, I think those are the guys who. I think those two guys are like the best comparable, like the most comparable, right? And so, then if you add the fact that you're worried about Lamelo past the All Star break, then it's Dejounte. So I mean, and I think those are three deals. Now, maybe not Halliburton because like there were some leagues where Halliburton went super high, um, but I think those other two you could probably trade Lamelo for both Donovan Mitchell and Dejounte Murray in a lot of leagues right now. 
and you're probably going to get the better player back if you're selling Lamella after one game. You do Fred Van Fleet. That's a tough one for me. I actually really like Fred Van Fleet coming into the season. I think Fred Van Fleet's been good so far. Um, it would maybe depend on, too, like what I thought I needed, right? Like Van Fleet's going to be elite steals, and Lamella's probably not. Not not to the level of Van Vliet. Um, that could play a factor in there. I don't know, man. I, I just I think I'd rather have Van Fleet just because I think he's gonna be better, like on totals, right? But Amelo is good. You know what I mean? They're both bad. They're, they're very similar very players, good. right? Because they're both bad field goal guys, right? They're both gonna be elite assists. Amelo's gonna give you some more rebounds. Uh, there's gonna be a few more steals, I think, from Fred Van Fleet. Like I think Van Fleet's gonna be over two. Amelo's probably gonna be like one and a half ish. And they're both probably going to score like 20 points a game. Better rebounds for maybe LaMelo. Um, but yeah. Uh, they're pretty, all those guys are pretty comparable up there. That's a nice little, that's a nice little uh, uh, grouping of guards that um, very, mo- most of them are very, very young, um, who I think are going to be in that, those top tiers for many years to come, right? Oh, the league is in very, very good hands. They cer- it certainly is, and so are you, listeners, because you can follow us on Twitter and get a hold of us anytime. You can follow me at Watching the Boxes. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. You're not following Tyler P. Watts on Twitter. I don't know what in the hell we're doing. That is a foolish thing. Uh, feel free to reach out to us uh, uh, with really anything, things you want to hear on the podcast. Help with your fantasy team. Help with your taxes. Uh, the last part, I would advise... Actually, I cannot legally advise you uh, on your taxes. I'm sorry. Um, that's uh, against the law. Um, I am not certified. And I don't... Uh, Tyler, are you certified to help people with their taxes? Uh, no, but uh, fun fact, I do have a bachelor's degree in accounting. Damn. All right. Well, you should get that certification. Get that side hustle going. You can start get, doing the taxes for all the listeners. You can do the taxes for the podcast, even. Uh, that'd be that'd be fantastic because if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes, give us something to pay taxes on. Uh, just for two dollars a month, you help support the show, help support us, helps uh, you know, occasionally when we need a new microphone or we need a new headset, well, we can uh, actually purchase those things. It's really nice, and we appreciate uh, all your support, all of our um, beautiful, beautiful patreons out there. Um, and that's it for week five, and we'll see you very soon later this week when we talk about what's going on with the waiver wire. Until then, take it easy, stay safe, and see you next time.